Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite and fantasy fiction and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. Welcome to Literary Quest. This week we are talking about Daughter of the Blood by Anne Bishop. Trigger warning for rape, sexual assault, pedophilia, grooming, incest, and just all of the trigger warnings. Um, And there's a lot of it. So I'm going to go first with our characters and locations and all of that. And Marissa is going to pick up with the plot. This world was a little confusing. So I kind of did like a little bit of a backstory on what's going on. So um, in this world, almost everyone is born with a birthright jewel. They go through something called the offering and they're given a different jewel based on power. The darker the jewel, the higher the power. The most powerful have a black jewel. So for example, a character can be born with a birthright red, but after the offering, you get black jewels. Um, So that's a little bit of background. Um, All right. So characters. Our main character is Janelle Angeline. Uh, She is between ages seven and 12 in this book. She's incredibly powerful for for her age, and it's revealed that she is witch. Her birthright was 13 black jewels and a jewel of every color, which is unheard of. She quickly draws powerful enemies and powerful allies. And while she cannot perform basic craft, which is like magic, she can perform complex craft easily and without realizing what she has done. We have Damon Sadi. Sadi? Damon. We have Damon. Um, A black jewel black widow male who's been forced into subservience with a ring of obedience he has served many queens over the centuries and has become cruel due to the years and years of torture and rape he's called the sadist and is generally feared by everyone despite having a ring to control him he was told that he was destined to be the consort to witch and he has held on to that hope for years he also has a friendship with his brother lucifer who is imprisoned in pruel and later in the salt mines We have Satan. He's a guardian and ruler of hell, although in recent years he's taken a bit of a backseat to ruling, leaving it to some of his sons. He is what's called demon dead, and he's also black jeweled and a black widow. He is father to both Damon and Lucifer, as well as two other sons that we don't meet in this book. He was told that Janelle would be his daughter, not by blood, but by soul. So when she arrives, he swears to train her. He was previously consort to Cassandra, who was previous witch, although she was not as powerful. He was also married to Hecata, uh, but she became obsessed with ruling the realms. He also was sort of friends with some other demon deads, including um, Andalvar, who was a previous warlord prince, and his grandson, Prothvar. We have Surreal. She's an assassin and sex worker. She was, is sort of friends with Damon. Although she fears him as well, she is the product of rape, but her mother Titan, who was murdered, wants her to seek revenge, hence the assassin. We have Cartain. He is a pedophile and sadist. He is Damon's cousin, but they had a falling out years ago when Damon confronted him about his penchant for violently raping young girls. He is part of a group of men at a place called Briarwood that preys on young girls who are considered unstable. We have Dorothea. 
She is our big bad in this series. She has control over Damon's ring of obedience and never hesitates to use it. She is threatened by any young female who might be able to overthrow her. And she has been working towards controlling the whole world and delights in keeping males subservient to her. And I realized I didn't just like explain what the ring of obedience is. Marissa, do you explain it in your thing? The ring of obedience is a cock ring that induces pain. And that's how they use them to control men with pain inducing cock rings. So for locations, so we have a hell. This is where um, the demon dead reside. It's also known as the dark uh, realm. This is where Satan resides and rules. Um, Janelle manages to find like friends and a chosen family there. Um, there's also the Childru Diathes Island. It's an island of dead children. Um, so the children who have been killed spend their afterlife there. Um, it's mostly left alone as the children are traumatized and fearful of outsiders. We have Terrell, which is the realm of light, but this is where Dorothea and Hecta both reside. The territories of Perel, where Lucifer Lu, is, Hale, where Damon is from, and Shallow, where Janelle is from, are all located in this realm. Finally, we have Kalir, the Shadow Realm, and this is sort of an in-between place between Terrell and Hell. Uh, this is where some mythical creatures reside. It's also um, the blood that do reside here have mostly continued to live according to the old ways. So much of the realm has escaped Dorothea's corruption. Okay, Marissa, would you like to pick up with our plots? I guess so. <laughs> I will do the best that I can with this plot. Uh, a thousand-ish years ago, a witch named Tersa revealed to Damon Diablo that his soulmate would appear, and then Tersa succumbed to madness. So Damon has lived for the last millennia or so, waiting for his soulmate to, to arrive. She, she's called witch. She's going to change things. And in that time, he has served in countless courts as a sex slave to queens of various regions as part of his subjugation to Queen Dorothea, who is basically his owner and the high priestess of all of the blood. Over the years, Damon has become more and more cold and his power has continued to grow to the point where the women are still drawn to his sex appeal and reputation. They're also terrified of him because he could kill them. And so after he kills a witch named Cornelia, he has returned to Dorothea who sent him to serve the queen in Shallow, the queen or Alexandra Angeline and her family, the Angelines. Lucifer Yaslana uh, is Damon's brother and he is currently being held by Queen Zolta in Prule. One night, he encounters a young girl of immense magical ability who reaches out to him after he sends a message into the cosmos, basically. The girl captivates him, and he recognizes her for the immensely powerful witch that she will one day become and makes her promise not to return to him to keep her safe. The girl then appears in hell shortly after and shocks Satan when she asks him to teach her the craft. She demonstrates an enormous amount of power but lacks the skill for basic magic. Her name is Janelle and he agrees to train with her and they work together for several years. 
Her power continues to grow, but she disappears from training with Satan for months at a time. And when she does return, she is thin and frail and haunted looking. Satan and his friends in hell attempt to discover more about her because they worry for her, but she's surrounded her home in shallow with a mist that prevents them from getting to her, discovering more about her. This is frustrating, but Satan has grown to care for the girl like she's his own child, and he recognizes her for the witch. And I say witch every time this is mentioned. It's like between asterisks, the witch that she will become. Um, so she is the witch, a woman of immense power that will change the world if she can just live long enough to do it. Damon arrives in Shallow, where he will be serving the Angelines, and he picks up on the psychic scent of the woman who calls to his soul. She has sort of interacted with him through uh, like the cosmos or whatever sort of psychic interaction she's been able to have with him. She healed him at one time, and so he's kind of got a perception of what she feels like. And she lives in the Angeline house, uh, but he's unable to find her. He serves for a little bit before a child, frail and haunted looking, arrives at the Angeline house, bearing the psychic scent that calls to him. And it is Janelle. And he is shocked to realize that his soulmate, the witch, is only 12 years old. So he resolves to serve as a friend and protector to Janelle while in residence with the Angelines. And he realizes that Janelle is mistreated by her family because they think she has no magic and is mad and unstable. They've been sending her to Briarwood, which is a hospital for the emotionally unstable, but Damon knows that she's not unstable. Her family are just too ignorant to recognize how enormously powerful she is because she doesn't present with her magic in a traditional way. Janelle returns to her lessons with Satan, and though he and his friends in hell are glad to see her, he is enormously concerned by how thin she is this time. And this time, after returning from her absence, she has changed. She has learned to hate. And so in her absence, Satan reopened the hall in Kalir and had rooms decorated for her. Should she ever need a place to stay? And she says that she cannot stay with him yet. She spends more time with Damon at home while also resuming her training with uh, Satan. She realizes that Damon is Satan's son, though they are estranged. And so at first, Damon and Satan are threatened by each other and the roles that they serve in Janelle's life. But she is able to bring them into alliance with her and with each other. And it becomes clear that Satan, though serving as mentor to her now, is planning to become her steward when she turns 17 and creates her own court. The winter holidays arrive and things are really strange between Janelle and her family. Um, but she has been able to grow closer to Damon in that time. And Damon becomes even more dedicated to protecting her. Uh, while also struggling with not crossing boundaries because she's only 12 and he is really trying not to be a pedophile, unlike the majority of the people in this book. Um, but his protection becomes important because Hecata, Satan's ex-wife, um, who is also super powerful and lives in hell, is threatened by the relationship that Janelle 
has with him. And so she has sent out an assassin, Greer, who wants Damon to kill her in exchange for his freedom. Um, everything goes sideways uh, when one night during the, um, the winter holidays, Damon attends a party with Angeline's family where young girls are presented for uncles, i.e., adult men to choose from who they would like to basically rape. Janelle unleashes some of her power to protect her sister, Wilhelmina, who is being assaulted by the doctor of the Briarwood Hospital, but her family believes that Janelle is having another episode, and so she is quickly sedated and transported back to Briarwood, which Damon discovers is actually an institution that was co-created by Dorothea's son, Cartain, um, where young girls who are sometimes emotionally unstable and sometimes not are taken to be raped, assaulted, sometimes murdered by Cartain, the doctors who live there, the men who want to go there and rape children and Janelle's uncle slash father, Robert. Uh, Damon is livid and panicked and demands that Alexandra Angeline, the queen he serves, bring her back immediately, but she claims that she cannot for a full day. Um, but then chaos ensues. So what's gonna happen? Is Damon going to be able to save Janelle? Spoilers abound. Okay. So this is your first read. Yeah, I don't know how you read this a second time because I would not <laughs> I read this ever again. I forgot so, so much of this book um my main like because I I remember the series and I remember enjoying the series so when we were talking about putting our schedule together and I was like oh this series was good I remember this book being dark I but I didn't remember the how dark um like I forgot a bunch of the characters I forgot I think maybe I like blocked it out I, th I think that's what happened because then like I liked the whole, whole overall series but I blocked out most of what happened in the first one except for all the really important bits um so um yeah uh it was hard it was I so hard to read did not it wasn't an enjoyable reading experience which is very I felt very conflicted because the parts that didn't involve all of the sexual assault I enjoyed um but like this book came out in 1998. And so if this were published now, there would have been a full page of trigger warnings because we have rape, we have incest, we have pedophilia, there is cannibalism, we have grooming and child abuse. And I mean, murder, like, yeah. Um, like the least of what happens is the murder. Murder during sex. Yes. I like all like. Yeah, I know. I, <sighs> The like, and I, you have said this about the books that follow and I've read it. Like I looked it up in one of the fantasy groups that I'm in and all of the people and in the reviews, they say like the second book is much better. I, if I, ha if this came out and I just read the first book and didn't 
have the second book available, there is no way that I would pick up the second one. What is there to push me forward into reading the second book? Because if I didn't already know there wasn't going to be a shitload of rape in the second book, there is no way I would pick it up. Like I felt triggered by this book. And I think it's uh, because like right now with the climate in our country, there's a lot of uh, evidence of people just not caring about people who have been the victims of rape and incest with the passing. Like, uh, for example, I live in the state of Arkansas. Roe v. Wade was just overturned. They don't make exceptions for abortion for people who have been raped or are the victims of incest, regardless of their age. And so there is an enormous amount of rape and sexual assaults in this book. And I feel like part of my feelings, I mean, besides that just being awful, um, I think part of my feelings are related to the fact that our country has demonstrated, demonstrated like a lack of caring for people who experience those things recently too. Yes. Yeah. And I think at the time that I was reading it, that I know at the time that I was reading it, that wasn't going on. Um, like, it seems like everything that we have read recently has been topically relevant and not in the cool, like... <laughs> magic is real way but in the like subjugation of people and uh corrupt governing systems type of way I think that I mean like the corrupt government system and everything is a super popular I mean I don't want to say true but like driving force in a lot of books Mm -hmm. um in general so I think that's kind of um inevitable reading that but this was like definitely like all the rape and incest and all of that um was definitely kind of more topical than I think perhaps normal Mm -hmm. um yeah along with Cinderella was dead that was very topically appropriate Mm -hmm. um yeah so I don't know like I feel like I should preface all of the things I'm going to say in this podcast with, I didn't dislike this book because it was poorly written. Um, I, I thought the magic systems and like, if you took out even 50%, (laughs) even 50% of the raping that occurs in this story, it would have been better, but for where I'm at right now, this was just too dark for me. The one thing to say is at least, I guess, all of the rape is off screen, basically. Oh my God. Could I you cannot even, I would not have read this book. Yeah. You know, so I bought a bathing suit one time from Amazon and I didn't realize that it was possible for something to be too big and too small at the same time. And that's how I feel about the sex in this book, because I didn't realize it was possible for there to be so much sex in a book without there actually being any sex in a book. Mm. Yeah, there aren't really any graphic sex scenes. There's uh, Surreal. She's got, I think there's some like, it's still not graphic, but there are like more traditional sex scenes with her. And then I think the most just- (laughs) that was fantastic I think that was the only other like descriptive really descriptive um 
sex scene yeah in there um and that was a oh that was awful I oh. was ready to put the book down and walk away that's at 70 percent ish if anybody mm-hmm. is considering reading and wants to just bypass a descriptive sexual assault scene that I don't know I don't feel like it was necessary to have this much sexual assault in this book I think you can write dark I mean that's what this is it's dark fantasy and we've read dark fantasy before Mm -hmm. I have read lots of dark fantasy so Mm -hmm. you can include sex as a form of power and domination without having rape being the driving force You can include assassination and fighting and physical conflict. And I mean, even just like mental um, machinations and stuff like that without having most of the characters in the story get raped. So I found that problematic. Like it started to feel gratuitous at some point. And again, probably just me being, I mean, no, I don't think it's just me being really sensitive to that with the things going on right now. Like because I went back and I looked in the fantasy groups and the posts were not from like recently, they were all like a year ago or so, Mm -hmm. but lots of people acknowledging and not finishing this book because of the amount of assault that occurs. Yeah. I think I read this a year ago. Yeah. Like the only person that's having sex in this book that isn't being raped is surreal. And she's only doing it because she's a sex worker and she doesn't even really want to do it. She just wants to murder her clients. Also, this book was confusing to read. It reminded me a little bit. I tried to read the dark tower series by John Grisham. Uh, and I did not get very far into it, but the way that the chapters are set up reminded me of that a little bit. It's a little bit confusing the way that we have chapters and then there are like little subsections within the chapters and they involve like a point of view change. It was a little bit, I mean, when you, because all of the chapters are set up like that. So when you get a few chapters in, it becomes a little bit less jarring. Yeah. But initially Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a we it's a yeah, I completely agree with that. Um yeah. I remember the first time I read it, I didn't like it, but you do kind of get into uh rhythm with it. Yes. I yeah. suppose where you kind of don't realize it as much anymore. When oh. you get like when you get into and you understand that the uh the places like Terrell and Clear and Hell are not are not all in the same place. <laughs> like they're different like realms. <laughs> I could it not. does start to make a little bit more sense. <laughs> yes. This whole book was kind of confusing. Honestly, like all of the it was confusing. The jewels, the webs, the I don't the yeah, hierarchy, uh, even uh, a lot of this was a lot of this was very confusing. Um yes. I feel like we needed more. So it's weird because she gave a list at the beginning of the book of all of the different jewels that doesn't give any context for what that means. Yeah. I was like, this is the least helpful part to give us. Yes. You're going to give us anything. And then she goes through and she explains like the Landon and the blood and the witches and the blood or the uh, The people. Yeah. It still doesn't make any sense. 
it's still very confusing. There's a twisted kingdom. I don't know what the hell that is. So uh, maybe we learn more. I think we learn a bit more about it in that, but in my head, what I picture with the twisted kingdom is like, it's just people who go crazy because they've broken their jewels, I guess, or descended too far in their webs to pull too much power. Okay. So they go insane. And there's webs. Like, what is that? What, what is all of this stuff? <laughs> I need to, I have to say, I got a lot. Did I say, I got a, a lot of it cleared up for me when I went on the like fandom wiki page. Mm-hmm that that helped um quite a bit more or in a map also would have been helpful yes i think the, it would have this book would have benefited most from a map like a pronunciation guide okay that would have been helpful a glossary would have definitely been really helpful but yeah. like a map especially because they're referencing all of these places and it's like you know like she has a mist surrounding whatever island or mm -hmm. not island whatever territory she's i don't know yeah. i still don't know is it a country is it like a is terrell like the planet is it the continent is yeah. it the, what where are we and it's not like yes i think probably a map would have been the most helpful thing because it's not like we go to one place and we just stay there for a while we're jumping between all of these places continuously mm -hmm. where am i Oh, the other thing that bothered me, it was, I mean, not bothered me, but it was a, it was an interesting choice, stylistic choice, I guess. We get no information from Janelle's point of view, none yeah. at all. And I don't know if she did this to keep, because if we were like in her head and we got her point of view, we would know what's going on, right? We would know what's happening at Briarwood. We would know all that. So I don't know if it was her choice. The author just decided, well, I'm not going to do anything from her point of view because, um, she wants to keep it a mystery for the readers just as much as, yeah. as it is for you know the other characters so it's a surprise not a good surprise but a surprise for us um as well but like it's interesting that this whole book you know and we um is centered around this really powerful girl but like it's told from all of the men like the male point of view mm -hmm. except for surreal yeah all of the men are telling this story. So it's interesting. It is interesting. I think I, so I think that's probably my guess is that she wanted us to keep as, or wanted to keep us as much in the mystery as mm -hmm. the other characters. Cause that's the big thing. Like nobody knows why she keeps her, her home shrouded. Um, nobody knows where she's actually going when she's disappearing. And then we get that information that the other characters don't, but we still don't fully understand what that means for a little bit. Um, or even, and even when we do, we don't fully understand what actually like the cannibalism, you don't find that out until the last 50 pages, um, and all of the child murder. So there's that. Um, and so I, yeah, from a, a stylistic point, I, that's an interesting choice. And I guess that it adds to some of the mystery of Janelle. Um, I found it frustrating because I wanted to know more from her perspective, but like, it makes sense that that would mm -hmm. be the choice that she made. She has friends in all of these other realms and places, and she takes lots of adventures that Satan hears about after she's already had them. 
And so what we miss out on because we don't get her perspective is what she's doing in those other places, which I think would have been really interesting because would they talk about her going to all of these places that it shouldn't be possible for her to physically go to, which makes me want to know what's there. Right. Like she goes and she visits those, that dream weaving spider, the arachna, Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be possible for her to get there, but she does. Mm -hmm. Um, and she has all of her friends in other places that teach her things too. And she teaches them stuff. And so she tells him about that stuff after the fact, but we don't get to see her actually doing it. And I think also, even if we had gotten a couple of those stories, yeah, it would have helped lighten this book up a bit. We had mm-hmm. very few happy points in this um, in this book. And so I think having like her just having some like fun adventures, you know, just throw in like one or two scenes like that would have helped. Yes. Um, also, I think it would have been something that could have moved the plot forward without it without it involving sexual assault because mm-hmm. that's most of what is moving the story forward yes oh I know what I wanted to say um earlier why is it so like the males make some sort of offering I don't know what it is and that's how they get their like jewels right mm-hmm. but the women get it after their virgin night yeah why I had a problem and, with that like and if their virgin night virgin night isn't like not traumatic right Mm -hmm. like they can lose all their powers and be broken why yeah i hated that hated every single part of that their power is literally taken from them Mm -hmm. if they're raped or aggressed like if the sex is bad i guess or mostly if they're raped and they're they're not able to like protect themselves mentally mm-hmm. um because surreal is raped and but she's able to keep her magic or something mm-hmm. why why is that a thing and why doesn't it happen to men no no well tersa says at the beginning that like uh their powers like hang on the hymenal thread hymenal thread i have so many problems with that i know i saw that and i was like oh (laughs) marissa's gonna have thoughts (laughs) i do yeah my first note was if this comes down to hymens i'm gonna have a problem with this story (laughs) and i do um Yeah, so I totally forgot. So speaking of things that I like suppress this whole virgin night thing, totally forgot that like if witches were raped, then um, they would lose their powers sort of thing. Totally just forgot all that. But so the other thing that's interesting and confusing is that they're witches, right? The women are witches, but Janelle is also witch. She's not the witch, she's just witch. Yeah. What is that? Like, I guess she's just super powerful. Like, I don't. Ultimate witch. (laughs) Witch supreme. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Super witch. I, I don't know. I just hated it that like the female, their power is literally taken from them by a man. Mm -hmm. Um, 
which is so bizarre to me because this is supposed to be like a matriarchal society where the women are all powerful. You would think that girls would be more protected. I just, part of this, I guess, is Dorothea is doing as well. So to remain in power, Dorothea has diluted the, the blood basically where, which is used to be a lot more powerful for her to remain in power so that no one can challenge her. She systematically worked to have more powerful witches killed basically so that everyone is just subject to her, uh, which ends up not working out super well for her because she has diluted all of the bloodlines. And so um, there are no other witches to help her in maintaining the subjugation of the male blood who Damon for example who is so strong that this let's talk about the cock rings in a second the pain inducing cock ring is almost not enough to keep him bound and he is more powerful than her and this I think gets is part of the um, prophecy that Tersa provides at the very beginning of the story where um, the people who have bastardized their traditions basically are going to suffer at some point ambiguous future timeline mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. um but i i did not appreciate that the female character's magic was specifically tied to uh sex and sex Mm-hmm. And the loss of magic resulting from being raped, uh, not great, especially considering that the same is not true for the male characters. Right. I don't understand Dorothea's like planning here either. Like what, because part of this is she's trying to break down the blood so that all of the queens basically are like, she's trying to dismantle them right so that they are just subject to her look what is the plan though you don't think that men are going to start to try to rise against you because that's what's happening there's a council of men in shallow that like conflict with alexandra angeline the queen in that region her her leadership Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know and maybe it's just I don't have a full grasp of what's going on in this world that's completely possible yeah yeah I hated all of the rape of them I mean and the female characters but like that whole um painful the ring of obedience or whatever well, yeah. so ugh. yeah I, yeah, there were a few things when I got started in the story and I was like, what the hell? One of them was the hymen thing. In the first chapter, they put bacon like, grease on a man's testicles and have them eaten off by rats. Oh yeah, that's right. Look, I already blocked that out. Also <laughs> Again, super problematic. I about that. Mm, oh yep. God, that's right. And then he's like, I begged them or whatever, like, or I cried. They saw me cry. I'm like, oh my God, that's right. Yeah. Why did you bring that up? Why would you bring that up? Well, I don't know. You made me read this freaking book. I thought it was appropriate. Um, and then we get to the pain inducing cock rings. And I thought, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
the hell like we ha- i feel like this is what would happen if we had a matriarchal society but it was written by men this book is ri- I've written by a woman i just feel like i've been betrayed or something i don't know well like, i mean <laughs> in the wheel of time those books it's i think a mostly matriarch well not completely matriarchal society but the women in power of the magic they're, they're women men aren't allowed to use the magic i forget what it's called like the source energy or something because it drives them crazy and so the women are in charge of the magic and if they find men who are using magic uh they have them not put down basically they don't kill them but they take their ability to access magic away from them which makes them want to die Mm -hmm. but they can do that without sexually assaulting or enslaving them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i don't know um one of the things that becomes like a big point with Damon um is that he um has I guess like erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. and I mean I think so he's never because I remember this in a, in the other book uh, he's a virgin like he's never actually had penetrative sex so um I think it was all like a mental thing like I don't think the um ring of obedience um is what kept that from happening because if you think of lucifer um whatever um he has a ring too right yeah yeah and that's not a problem for him so so all of the women in this realm are like they want to have sex with damon because of his magic i guess oral sex and mind sex abilities Mm-hmm. but they're his all phantom thinking hands. Like, yes his phantom hands but they're all also like it's gonna be me i'm gonna be the one that gives him a boner mm-hmm. right i'm right. special and here comes this 12 year old janelle and he's my like, magic oh my God, pussy no. is gonna change his life mm-hmm. yeah for real he's like don't get hard don't get hard <laughs> I'm not attracted to children, I swear. Before we started this story, you warned me. You were like, I'm afraid you're not going to like it because the the main male character is an old guy and the female character is a 12-year-old and he's not going to do anything, but I'm afraid you're not going to. And I can't believe that that's the thing you thought I wasn't going to (laughs) like. Because I forgot everything else. I mean... (laughs) Not so much of it, but that's what stuck with me. One point where she's, you know, 12 and he's serving her family and he kisses her. And my note was, this is the least problematic thing in this whole story. Just... (laughs) Because when we went to start the series, that was the thing that I remembered, right? Like, that's what had stuck with me. I can't believe that's the thing that stuck with you. Well, I really think I blocked out the rest of the book. Um, but yeah, sorry. That was, I, I just, I, if I, were, I don't know, 2000 or more. No, there were like 39. This book has like four something stars on Goodreads. And I just want, can you tell me people who enjoyed this? How you got past all of the assault. 
because yes, I enjoyed Damon and Janelle and Satan and the interactions that they had and kind of, I mean, just the general scope of the world, but all of the bad things that happened really took away from the story for me. Yes. And I, I think I, it's been so long since I read this book um, that what stood out to me was this like weird borderline pedophiliac thing. Um, <laughs> then the rest of it, I was like, let's just not think about that. Um, but yeah. So is Damon grooming her? Is that what that is though? No, I don't think so. Right? No. It doesn't come off as grooming. He's right. not he's not trying to be sexual with her at all. Right. He's kind of doing like the opposite of that. He's yeah. Literally just trying to protect her from all of the people in her family who are trying to like, I don't know, kill her or send her to a hospital where she'll where she'll be raped. Jesus. He just wants to keep her safe. Yes. And I really love seeing a lot of their interactions where he, it's like more of a lighthearted moment for him to like, he like laughs and stuff. So he's not this cold hard, like I have to be a sex slave, you know, like he gets to be a person kind of, yeah. Um, you know, there's that cute scene where she's teaching him how to walk on air. Mm-hmm. Right. They yeah. have a snowball fight. It's cute. Yes. I mean, they have a lot of good, and those are like the good things that I enjoyed about this book. They have a lot of scenes like that where mm -hmm. they go and they ride horses, for example, and she explains how she can talk to the horse's blood. The horse's blood. What? Oh my God. I totally forgot about that horse dying too. God. Oh, yeah. The horse dies at the freaking end. The horse dies. It commits suicide. Yes. It, it runs into a ditch on purpose. I, how is the horse? How? How is the horse blood? I don't I understand. It's, it's explained. I, it's explained more in the next book because they're kindred. They, the magical they animals. They're called kindred. Okay. It's. I think it's explained more in the next. Book. Okay. But also, uh, when that happened, he like manages. I guess he finishes off the kill with the horse, right? But he sees like the horse's spirit. Yeah go through which was kind of a nice little like oh okay the horse is happy in this in the underworld also there's no like heaven there's just a hell there's like and one... the people in hell are the least bad of all the people in this story you know hell sounds like a cool place mm -hmm. i think it's interesting there's an island of dead children <laughs> how do you get there like what they explain a little bit of how those kids get there yeah um, that's uh... That's like Janelle's first introduction to hell because Char, who lives on the island, has a friend who is Janelle and she comes and sees the kids and is not terrified of them and their horrifying appearance because they look <sighs> in their dead forms the way that they did when they were killed. That's shitty. Super mutilated. <laughs> Why? You should get your regular body back when you go to hell. Yeah. And Janelle manages to build a bridge between, I guess, Briarwood yeah. and this island of children, dead children. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Um, so her interactions with them are nice. And all of her interactions with Satan and Andalvar and Profar and Mephis, those are great. Um, the so she, you know, you talked about teaching Damon to walk on the air. She tries to get one of them to teach her how to fly in hell and they refuse. So she acts like she's gonna throw herself off of a building <laughs> and scares them. Mm-hmm. And he goes and tattles on her to <laughs> Satan. <laughs> I mean, there were some nice moments like that. Mm-hmm. And then when she figures out that uh, Satan and Damon are related. Oh, like yeah. She has these really mm-hmm. nice, for example, when so Damon's got this like poisonous tooth thing that sits under a fingernail. And he lets it get like inflamed and it's extremely painful and he like could possibly lose his arm. So, um, uh, what's her name? Janelle goes to Satan and is like, Hey, if I wanted to do this, like, what would I do? And he thinks about poisoning Damon, but he doesn't. And so the way that she kind of gets them to be allies in the story is nice because they've been estranged and Damon has all of these resentful feelings because Satan is his dad and he never acknowledged him and abandoned him um, when he was a child. Right. And um, there's this whole thing about also Damon and Satan could either be like the best allies or worst enemies. Mm-hmm. So they have to sort that out as well. Yeah, but I think they do for the most part. I mean, because we find out that Damon thinks that Satan abandoned him, right? Mm -hmm. When really, that's not exactly what happened. You know, Satan tried to get to him and and like they, um, Satan was following, I guess, the rules and Mm -hmm. Dorothea and whoever. So at the offering, when Damon goes to do his offering thing, right? And then he's supposed to go off and be with Satan after that. Who's going to train him and raise him? Well, they somehow use some sort of magic or whatever to block that from happening. So Damon can't go to Satan. And then he ends up under Dorothea's control and being a pleasure slave and all that shit going from there. So I feel bad for Damon, but also for Satan in this situation because Satan gave also Damon his name. Mm-hmm. He gave him the, the name. So he did recognize it. And I just hate that there was, there's that miscommunication there between them all, you know? Yeah. I liked how, for example, um, Janelle w- one day was asking Damon some questions that he didn't know how to answer because she's a child and they're not oh yes right Mm -hmm. and so he writes a note to Satan and it's like what do you do when she asks inappropriate questions and that I feel like is the catalyst for a thing starting to kind of um, find a resolution or like a comfortable place between them Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and I love that and he says hope that you'll be the one to answer it yeah 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 um and they they come to that place because of janelle mm-hmm. um so i like that it goes for like we we can see growth in their relationship and we can and it's not especially as 
um, improved when Damon realizes that his father is not trying to be Janelle's lover. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, to see their relationship grow. And like he summons Satan at one point because he's super pissed because Janelle has used magic to make herself like a. Oh, a glow. shadow. Yeah, yeah. A shadow. Um, but Damon thinks that Satan knows something or that she's gone somewhere and he's worried, which is cute. Um, and Satan is like, yeah, I'm pissed too. She's just really magical. And, uh, depending on which of us gets to her first, that's going to influence who gets to, I don't know, be, give her a tongue lashing or something. Like they have this cute kind of interaction that way too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. And so we get some of our happier scenes, obviously in hell, right? And there's this great scene where Janelle is telling Satan and Andalvar and Prothar um, all about how she was playing cards with Damon. Mm-hmm. And she was like, he was really bad at it. He didn't understand the rules. So I let him win. And they're all like trying so hard not to laugh because she's so serious about it. Mm-hmm. And I just really liked that scene. It was a really good lighthearted moment. Yeah. And like Satan's thought, and it was like, it's hard to imagine Damon being confused by an er by any tricky rules yeah yeah so there are some i mean there are some cute moments like that that are interspersed in the story um i also love how protective janelle becomes of satan as well she you know gives him her blood like chooses to uh because he has a limp and he's old and she wants him to be taken care of and then he reopens the hall in Kalir for her so that she if she ever wants to go somewhere um she has a place and so he takes her there for the first time and it's after she's been at Briarwood for a while and she immediately goes into threat mode when Helene the caretaker for the house is coming and um Janelle thinks that she might be a threat to Satan. She stands in front of him and is like in murder mode. And Satan's like, excuse me, my lady, can you please? (laughs) Like (laughs) he's trying to be so delicate and follow the protocol, this ambiguous (laughs) protocol that we're is introduced that we don't really understand. Um to I don't know, just the way that their relationship kind of grows. It's cute. You definitely get, I mean, there are a few times where, and I think you mentioned this in our notes, like their relationship is a little bit suspect, but the further we get into the story, you definitely get the like parent child type of vibe. Yes. Yeah. It's mentioned he has to talk with Cassandra. So he was Cassandra's consort when she was witch. And when Cassandra's talking to him about Janelle, she mentions him being the steward. And he was like, oh, why did you assume I was the steward, right? And she was like, come on, like, you're not going to be the consort sort of thing. So that was called kind of resolved in that mm-hmm. section, which was nice because kind of up until that point, it was like, eh, especially because he saw um, Damon as a threat. Yeah. Um, as a potential lover to Janelle which is I mean 
I like, like you said, it's weird, but in the scope of what happens in this book, it could be worse, I guess. Yeah, it's the least problematic thing that happens in this book. I also think it's kind of funny that we see sort of an extreme version of what we see in a lot of other books, usually with Faye, where it's like the male character is, I don't know, a thousand years old. And the female character is 18. Mm -hmm. Well, now we have the male character who's 1700 years old and the female character is 12. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but there's not between them. They have that kiss around Christmas and he is still really trying not to. I don't know, be attracted to her across boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's really the only thing that we ran into, I feel like, from his perspective that struck me as being kind of problematic, but again, in perspective of all of the other things that happen in the story yeah. is the least problematic. I also think it's interesting that he has a great relationship with everybody except like the queens the people like the families that he's actually like all of the cooks all of the staff in the houses that he lives in like no problems with any of those people it's just mm-hmm. weird that it's just the people who abuse him yeah uh, what a weird thing <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> um yeah i uh i don't know I feel like this is the first story I've read where I hated the majority of the female characters. Mm -hmm. Made me feel weird. But my note several times in this story is I hate all the women in this book. Yeah. Well, because they're all sexual abusers. They are. Yep. Or they know sexual abuse is happening and they're just like, whatever, it's fine. And it's just, they're, Mm. and they're like trained to become, you know, abusers. Mm -hmm. (sighs) I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I felt a frustration from that perspective. Uh, I don't know. Like, make it a matriarchy, but do it wrong. <laughs> yes. Well, that was the, like you mentioned in our notes, I think, about how this is supposed to be a feminist book, right? Mm-hmm. Or feminist series. And the way that it's certainly right, it's written like a man's version of feminism. It's like, oh, well, we just want like all men to be subservient to us and use them for our pleasure. That's exactly what it is. Um, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't love it. No. I guess it's evidence that people in power can be awful and corrupt regardless of their gender, which we know. Yeah. There's potential for bad in all of us. Surreal. Mm-hmm. was pretty great i really liked her as a character um she is bent on avenging her mother Titian, who is the queen of the harpies which i think is amazing now since she's dead she is the leader of the harpies go her um surreal's mom was killed when she was a child and so she has spent the majority of her life trying to avenge her 
and she's a sex worker, but also she's an assassin. And I just think it is very industrious for her to combine her professions. She's a sex worker who, and she doesn't kill all of the people that she has sex with, but she says, I've got two books. Um, one of them, from, I guess, just clients she wants to have sex with. And then the other for clients, she's going to have sex with a kill. And Damon taught her a trick because she, when early days, she was just killing them while having sex with them, which gets messy. And she learned how to create a spell that would cause their hearts to stop and explode like days after they had had sex with her. And I just think that is so smart. Here's my thing with her. Yes, she's a badass. She's great. All of that. And I can see that. But I was so angry and still am about her interaction with Damon, where she's like, oh, like entices him, I guess, to try to have sex with her, sort of. Right. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so curious about like the one man or who, whatever she says. Yeah. And it just I was so upset with her about that. They were friends. Mm-hmm. They also had some sort of connection on those level, you know, of being able to relate to each other so she knew she did it anyway yeah like and I just I don't know I just that was very very disappointing to me in her Mm. character and I felt so bad for Damon because you see him lose friends constantly throughout this book right he lost friends with her because look at what she did she reduced him like I'm sure that's what he felt he saw it as a betrayal and that she reduced him to being like what everyone else sees yeah um he lost well this isn't like a bad thing really but he lost his friendship with cartain when he was trying to help him not be a pedophile you know because he calls him a bastard and purposely hurts him and it's just like everyone in his life is either reducing him to being just like a hail's whore right yeah or being a bastard or however they want to hurt him Mm -hmm. and so surreal adding to that as somebody who was his friend I just I really really hated that for him and I really really disliked her for that yeah I agree it was disappointing Mm -hmm. I also found Lucivar to be an unproblematic character Mm -hmm. I like I would have liked to see more of him but I suspect if we had seen more of him, all of his parts would have just him being been him being tortured and raped. And I couldn't take more of that than was present in this story. Like I, I had to put down the book when he gets, um, so he's being held in a shack in a desert and is dehydrating. And his only choice really is to drink the water that they give him that's been laced with this stuff called suffermate, which will cause him to have, I mean, it's like Viagra, basically mm-hmm. a boner for days long enough for him to be raped by an entire coven, but never find release. Mm-hmm. And so that scene happens at around 70%. And I honestly just didn't want to go on. Um, it was awful. He, so 
be as part of his part in that section and find out that he has been tied to a bed and made to have sex with just tons of women. And it's not over because he's then drugged to this weird, like glory hole statue thing. And his penis is stuck in a gray marble hole and he's strapped to it. And Zolt, no, is it her name? Zoltar, Zoltar, Zolt, whatever the queen that he serves forces him to perform oral on her and makes her makes him thrust against this marble statue thing and he bites her clitoris off i loved that i did too but it was horrifying to read yeah and we get in his head like when we're in his head right for that he's not like there you know he's clearly like lost it um basically and because he bites her clit off and doesn't totally realize what's happening he's like oh all of a sudden there's like a whole bunch of red i don't what and then when he spits it out he's like oh i'm like thank god like i was so like i was happy i'm so happy that scene was done with because that was again very rough as you said happy that the scene was over happy that she got at least some sort of like karma happening to her you know yeah uh, this is, I don't know, I feel like one of the first times I've read a book and been pleased with the men harming the women, which again, <laughs> just makes me feel very uncomfortable. Um, but even Damon, like he is uh, super insulting to the women that try to have sex with him or he murders them. No, like, like he kills Cornelia and I was like, yeah, fuck that bitch because <laughs> she whips him. <laughs> I know and like as he burns down like a place but leaves one room like the room that she, was it her that she like I think that? it was her yeah right and she was just so mutilated everyone was like oh my god and then so Dorothea is trying to get him to go to another queen and nobody wants him because you know he kills everyone or is really mean like so everyone's like he causes too much destruction we don't want him Dorothea doesn't want him anymore. It's just. But yes, I was rooting for him every time that he got in, like, somebody took advantage of him, that he got back at them somehow. Yeah. So. Um, So you wanted to read this book because. And that's, I mean, I, this book wasn't put on my radar even until, or the series, I guess, until I read in, I think some of the Facebook groups, people claim that Sarah J. Mass ripped this story off to create the A Guitar series. Mm-hmm. So I, when I went through on my second read here, I highlighted everything that was similar to A Guitar or anything in Sarah's writing, right? And I mean, I don't think there's anything in it that is straight up ripping it off. So the names, like, I mean, the names for sure, right? But there are a couple. Prithian is the only one that was like exactly. Right. So there's Prithian, the winged male, right? And Prithian was a person in this. It was a place. Prithian was a person. Guitar. Um, the Aryan, so Lucivar, he's a winged dude, and his his race 
They're Aryans. Which is like, very similar to Illyrians, right? Illyrian. Yeah. They also, both species, like, have some sort of species, I guess, have, like, a run, you know? Like, so in this one, they have a run where they're all tested, like, an obstacle course, which we see in, well, we don't really see it until off, but we know about it, right? Yeah. Um, that was a thing. Damon being referred to as Hale's whore, the way we have Reese being Amarantha's whore. But I've seen this, like this um phrase in other books as well. So it's not just these. There's some dimati, whatever, however you say it, sounding stuff. You know, they mentioned the barriers break in the heads, you know, trying to get into people's heads um what else oh Damon has the invisible hand thing Dorian has that throne of glass and there's that scene where somebody's getting shaved and Damon kills him I guess magically the way that Reese did when Amarantha was doing this so okay but again all of these things I have seen in other books as well yeah it's not like like phantom hands we saw that have you seen that? I saw that in Melissa Thorne's work. Like we see all of these aspects. Like there's, I wouldn't say she's ripping it off. I would say there's clear influence there. Yeah. But I wouldn't say there's like direct plagiarism or anything like that. No. And I mean, the stories themselves, insanely different. Oh my God. No. Like just way different right so maybe she took like some aspects that she was inspired from okay but the plot who the characters are like i would not say janelle is equivalent to farah i would not say damon and reese are the equivalent i would not say like they're no like so yeah there's some stuff that she was inspired by or maybe she did take but otherwise so different yeah so different Oh, and we see like surreal is similar to surreal. But again, surreal is like it's just like, the name. They're not even right. Spelled there's the just some, yeah. the only thing that's spelled the same. And surreal, like her character is not anything like the surreal. I mean, the magic's not the same. The overall story is not the same. The world certainly are not the same. Mm-hmm. So the big bad isn't this. Well, I mean, I guess Dorothea could be equivalent to Amarantha. I guess that's the closest. Not really, though. Amarantha's like mission is to um, enslave all of the humans and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, in the face, she took all of their power. Yeah, I, I mean, just don't. I mean, have... I feel like you could find big bads like that in every story. Um, in terms of, yeah, I agree with all of that. I, so part of what I don't understand is with Damon being so powerful and everyone being terrified of him, what is holding him back from killing everybody? I mean, there's his brother. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think it was two things. So there was the pain associated with rebelling, right? With the uh, ring of obedience. And then he might completely lose his power and go insane doing it which was what kind of what we see during the end he like drains some of his 
power, right? And he's left back with his birthright red. Yeah. But they mentioned that it like, I think it, it recharges. It recharges. Like a battery. Yeah. Um, but he ends up in the Twisted Kingdom because of it. Yeah. Right. Or part of, well, part of the reason he ends up in the Twisted Kingdom um, is because he's so weak from doing that, like going through all the webs, which again, I put the, I don't know what that is. I don't understand. Um, uh, also, he's like 1700 years old and has been sticking it out for centuries, waiting for Janelle to come along and has endured a lot of bad stuff. And I just, I mean, I believe in love, but I feel like there's a limit. And <laughs> if I were him, I don't know that I would be willing to stick it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't, I don't know what it is um that i mean like everybody not everybody but a lot of the jeweled males that are like the blood i guess right um want witch to come right um they're all waiting for her and it's interesting they all want they like they'll gravitate towards her like it seems like like naturally they would gravitate towards a strong queen or in this case witch you know mm-hmm. um as long as she's fair unlike we've got dorothea who is a bitch um oh something else that was really cute with janelle and satan and damon was that she got them christmas presents and they were pictures of each other mm-hmm. and uh so she got satan pictures of his sons lucifer and uh damon and she got damon a picture of his dad and lucifer and it was just really cute it was she's bringing the people together Mm -hmm. all of the little stories about her are really cute as well like she gets a gigantic diamond from a man because she healed his daughter's leg and (laughs) She's got a whole room in the library full of jewelry, like gems and stuff from people that she's helped. Mm-hmm. They talk about how frustrated they get with her because she's like off on these adventures and they don't know anything about it. And also, I think it's interesting that uh, Satan describes teaching her magic, like working backwards. So there's the there's the, the situation where he there's it's like passing through wood i think mm-hmm. and so he tries to teach her how to do it starting at the basics and she can already do it he's like if you wanted to pass through wood what would you do and so she just walks through it yeah she, she just sticks her it. arm through it yeah and so he's like okay how can i reverse engineer teaching this mm-hmm. right yep. she's really good at the stuff that requires an enormous amount of magic but she's really bad at the basic things. Yes. Like when um, he asks her to get like the shoe, she pulls the entire room except for the shoe. Yeah. Cartain is Dorothea's son. Um, Cartain is a pedophile. 
He helped create the Briarwood Hospital where the young girls go to be tortured and raped. And he is awful. And I hated him so very much. And I really wanted him to die a horrible and uh, brutal death, but he doesn't. Yes. I There's this one scene where you brought it up in our notes too. So he is... Um, they have the shaving scene right where uh van male whatever and um gets like completely cast or uh i don't know what's yeah i'm pretty sure they chop his penis off too definitely testicles it sounds like they cut his penis off as well yeah they do um so while this is happening um whatchamacallit cartain is having this thought about whether or not or not whether or not saying like his thought is oh well like we need to break the girls like when they're young so this sort of stuff doesn't happen we like he hates them all we have to um they have to be punished they can't get to this point you know we'll break them while they're young so that um we teach them to be subservient right Mm -hmm. which was really i hated reading that but if I was in that situation, I was watching a woman be mutilated like that. I feel like my thought would also be kill all men. Yeah. You know, I don't think I would be like, hey, let's rape them. Um, but it would definitely be like kill all men. And his mother, Dorothea, rapes him. Like, yeah. just. <laughs> so. That's yeah, that's where the incest comes in. Yep. well i think um uh damon is related to dorothea as well are they sure no because his mom is tarsa and his dad is satan so that's right she's not she would have been his aunt anyway because he thought his mom was hepzibah which is dorothea's sister but that's not actually his mom he finds out or figures out his mom's actually tarsa right but Cartain has to pleasure his mother. Yeah. Which is really messed up. And that is incest. Right. So Cartain is awful. I really wanted him to die. Yep. He doesn't, but he shows up at this Winsoul party. Um, he's to escape Dorothea. He mm-hmm. goes to Shallow. He ends up in the, like they all end up in Shallow or Shallot, whatever this town is that Janelle lives in uh, which is where the Briarwood Hospital is and which he helped to create and so they go to the party and Damon is there with the Angeline family um, and Cartain is there because he's a pervert and it's a party for adult men and teenage girls where they can pick out and then rape the females that they want I guess yep. um, and Surreal is like so she runs into Damon at this party and they go outside and have a conversation. And she's like, you know what this hospital is, right? And he's like, it's a hospital. And she's like, no, it's not a hospital. I mean, it might be a hospital for some people, but it's not for the girls. Um, and so, you know, Damon is like furious because why wouldn't you be? And the house starts shaking and Janelle has protected Wilhelmina, her sister, from being raped. Mm -hmm. And everyone thinks like, 
oh, she's just crazy. She needs to go back to the hospital. God. It annoyed me so, so much. Okay. So we see before all this happens, right? That she says, like, no, the doctor isn't a doctor, whatever. And they shush her. And they're like, you have to stop making up stories about doctor. I don't know. His name starts with a C. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. You have to then, like, listen to your fucking kids. Mm-hmm. If they are telling you something that somebody is doing something bad, listen to them. But no, she's just crazy. Ugh. Yup. Mm. It's bizarre to me that nobody questions that she might just have really strong magic. Like they live in a world with magic. Mm-hmm. Why would you not think that she might know the things that she knows and do the things that she do? She do. She does. <laughs> because she has magic. I mean, sure. She can't turn on a light, but she can walk on the air. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Okay. Um, so they send her back to the hospital and Damon confronts Alexandra, her grandma. It took me forever to realize that Leland was her mother, by the way. Oh yeah. What I I thought she was a child too. And I got very confused because (laughs) she was married to Robert. I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, again, with what happens in this book, whatever. All right. (laughs) So he confronts Alexandra and she's like, well, I can't get her out because Robert wanted her to go in there and we have to wait 24 hours. And he threatens her, which I'm fully on board with, but then she goes to Greer, the assassin that's sent by Dorothea and Hecate to find the girl because Hecate is threatened by a child in her relationship with Satan. Again, I just hate almost all the women in this book. And so Alexandra goes to Greer and says, look, I'm scared. I need you to take Damon. He threatened to kill me. And it's at this point that Damon is like, you're not taking me, sucker. And he breaks the cock ring. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And buries himself so that he can recover, which I'm like, okay, that's great. But also, are you burying yourself? What about Janelle? Janelle, <laughs> who's well, still in hospital <laughs> and drugged. Yeah, I think, well, he sends out a thing to Satan, doesn't he? Or he lends his power to Satan. He knows some, He knows that Satan is now involved and going to help. Does he? I thought so. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. No. I felt like the ending, like this scene Satan was knows also kind something of bad is going on because they cannot like when he breaks the cock ring, it, I feel ridiculous. Every time I say mm-hmm. that when he <laughs> breaks the, the <laughs> magic cock ring, just say ring of obedience. No, I'm going to call it what it is. It's a cock <laughs> ring. When he breaks it, it sends out this wave of power that's felt across all of the realms. Cassandra can feel it. Satan can feel it and he knows something is wrong. So he goes to the library with Draca, who is like a reptile lady and says like, okay, I need to know what's going on. And she says, all right, fine. Um, Cause the girl is in trouble. Like this wouldn't be happening if Janelle wasn't in trouble. And so <clears throat> through that, he's able to figure out like, oh, bad things are happening because he can permeate the mist around shallow again. Mm-hmm. 
or for the first time because she's kept it hidden this whole time and he can see what's happening and it's bad and so it's at that point that satan lends his magic his power to damon who has been asleep because he drained all of his magic and so satan can like manifest his body and use it to help but it's too late at that point because janelle has already been raped and not even just raped like i god they cut her vagina open they mutilated her genitals so that they could rape her and she's bleeding to death and that is how surreal finds her mm-hmm. she has a dream and tishan and just girls are crying out to her and it wakes her up and she realizes something is wrong and so the magic the ghostly dead girls that live in the garden on the grounds of this hospital guide her to where uh, janelle is being i mean she's so drugged she fought um, but she's drugged and is not capable of fighting back anymore and surreal greer is raping janelle and so surreal stabs him to death which is great because she finally gets vengeance for her mom because greer is the one that killed her mother Mm -hmm. and she whisks janelle who is bleeding to death away to the altar at cassandra's temple Mm -hmm. and damon is able to get there with magic courtesy of satan embodying him And this is where now we end up in all these webs, right? And this like twisted, I feel like this is to me, like they're kind of in the twisted kingdom. Yeah. Like I kind of like these things overlap in my head. But so um, Damon is in there, right? And he kind of is like trying to talk to Janelle, who is also a witch, right? So he's in the web and we see Janelle slash witch, right? Come up and she's in this weird body I guess she's like a person but she's got hooves and a deer tail and a horn small horn yeah I don't and I don't fur care. oh right and fur right like a mane mm-hmm. sort of which is we it's it's fine um and she's like kind of more of in it like a woman now right mm-hmm. um but she so it's this really kind of confusing moment and like he is confused and she's confused but or well she's not confused so he's trying to talk to her about going back to her body right he's like convincing her he's like go back come on like we got to go back and he's naked and they have this moment right and it's so awful because she goes oh like your manhood doesn't have spikes on it mm-hmm. And he's, she's like, does the body have spikes? And he's like, oh, he's so mad, um, obviously. And he says, no, he doesn't. He's like, I could bring you pleasure. And this is where they start now trying to ascend, I guess, to the other webs so that she can enter her body. And she's like, I don't want to enter my body. The body hurts. I don't want to do it. We can just stay here. Let's stay here. Um and as they're going up he's like oh you know like they're kissing i guess and as they're going up he's like oh like if we go up one more you know web or whatever we can have a bed you know and 
keeps trying to convince her to go up and up and they forces her back into her body to heal it and then he's like fine we'll keep your body alive but you have to come back to us right and he's really Mm -hmm. devastated by this oh and the other thing i'm so bad at summaries i guess but the other thing is is that so while they're down there right they're talking about their chalices right and so janelle slash witch right puts together his chalice for him so he's not insane ideally is the idea behind it i think um but hers is still fractured he tethers her he has her like place a tether around like a landmark within because she's still in the twisted kingdom and so he has her place a tether around something that would draw her back to the present and her cassandra takes her body to hell um yeah no so lots of stuff is just like happening. I I think it's so while all this is going on, Surreal and Cassandra are fortifying the altar and laying traps um, so that people, because obviously the uncles, the men from the Briarwood are going to come after they've hinted at this image of the chalice for the entire book and i had no idea what it was until we get to the very end it's like oh, okay so the chalice is like your soul or your mind or something like that and when it fractures you're just screwed um unless someone can put it back together so mm-hmm. that's something that's been hinted at for the entire story that finally made sense yeah, yeah. um yeah all right, let's do our quotes. Yes, it was hard to pick a quote for I me. I agree. <laughs> yep. I, had, I just, I just think um, some men die for lack of love. Some die because of it. I picked it because it was one of something to pick. Yep. Honestly. I also struggled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I picked one of the most popular highlighted quotes um, in the Kindle. And that is, we are what we are nothing more, nothing less. There is good and me evil among every kind of people. It's miraculous to me that the people in the hell in hell are the least evil of the people in this book. Um, so, and the majority of the people in it are in fact, bad people. I mm. hope everyone dies. <laughs> okay. Okay. That wraps up the daughter of the blood blood by um ann bishop ostensibly we will be covering the next book in this series next week if i can get into it um vicky's already read it and has assured me it's going to be better but i am doubtful or i don't know we'll see but the second book in the series is called heir to the shadows again by ann bishop that's on our schedule for now we'll see Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.